This is Jason and Tony. And a big welcome back from us right here. Yeah, good, good. to see you there, Tony. Good to see you, old bird, Jason. Yeah. In that corner there right where, where I am. Yeah. All the time. All the time. Doing your thing. Yep. Doing that Jason thing. Would you just do the things? <laughs> Lord. On the calendar today <laughs> is Bicycle Day. All right. I can pedal to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's also Boston Marathon Day. All right. That's cool. And hats off to you people with them stickers in the back of the car. Got like numbers that yeah. I ain't never even walked that far my whole uh, life. No. Y'all run that no, once. I don't even like driving that far. It's uh, Amaretto Day. Uh-huh. I, the only one I know is the drink, and I don't know if this is the drink. It's just Amaretto Day. Reminds me of that great George Strait song, Amaretto by Morning. It's Amarillo. I know. I always used to say Armadillo. Did you ever do that? No. Armadillo no. by Morning. No, if you didn't think I, mine was funny, I don't think yours is funny. Mm. National Garlic Day. It's good. I ain't, I ain't no proof that it keeps vampires away, but I've always heard it. Um. Last on the list. Well, you, you never see any at Papa John's, do you? <laughs> yeah, right. And they got that garlic butter. Thanks. So it must work. It must work. Uh, it's rice, <laughs> rice bale. Yeah, rice bale day. Okay. I don't know what it means, but happy rice bale day. Uh-huh. Uh, that's else? all I got. No. All right. Hey, uh, we're going to have a good show for you today. Hang out as much as you can. Jason and Tony. Yeah, it's Monday, and uh, well... Um, it, sucks. it sucks, but it could be worse. I happen to have five things worse than Monday here to make us feel better All about right. Monday. Let's hear them. Number five, being Jason Momoa and picking out head lice. Man, that'd be hard. You all seen his hair. Right. It's pretty be, thick. Yeah. Be, be a while. Yeah. Number four, playing hopscotch in a landmine field. Oh, gee. Be bad. Worse yeah. than Monday. <laughs> Number three. Getting the braces on your teeth caught on a bug zapper wire. <laughs> Number two, clabbered milk scented fabric softener. <laughs> And number one on my list, uh-huh. worse than Monday, yeah. a nostril piercing with a flathead screwdriver. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Those are all terrible. What's the worst day oh, of the yeah. week that gets us all you depressed? You know what it is. M-O-N-D-A-Y-S-U-C-K-S. Monday sucks. Monday sucks. Monday sucks. Monday sucks. Forever it will make you want to cry, cry, cry. Come along. Sing the song, now get it off your chest. Here comes M-O-N-D-A-Y-S-U-C-K-S. Jason and Tony. I don't know if y'all saw this. Uh, Netflix even did a, a whole special on it, the uh, Fire Festival. It was the festival that never yeah, really was a festival. It's supposed to be a bunch of big bands. Oh, it's supposed to be a thing on this private island or whatever. Everybody I mean, Everybody bought tickets. And, and uh, uh, They were expensive, too, wasn't they? Yeah, they were uh, between $1,200 and $100,000. <gasps> yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was something crazy up there. So you were supposed to get luxury hotel accommodations and eat fine food and see all the musical acts, but everybody showed up, and the music acts had canceled. Uh-huh. The accommodations and gourmet food... Uh, consisted of uh, leaky white tents and packaged food. <laughs> so all leaky these tents, little Debbies. So oh. they got t- there was two hundred and seventy seven tickets sold. Wow. So they all got together and they're suing uh, the guy who put it on, Billy McFarlane, and everybody's getting awarded seventy two hundred dollars. 
uh, for uh, for doing that. I mean, that's Shame just on you, terrible. Fire Festival, man. I, I don't. I here's the here's the thing though. I I can't imagine spending twelve hundred dollars to go and stand in the hot sun with a bunch of people. That just sounds terrible. The fire festival sounds terrible. I can think of a better F word for this festival, definitely. <laughs> this is Jason and Tony. And now, Jason and Tony present yep. Tony's Word of the Day. Calico casserole. <laughs> Calico casserole is a dish made for dogs that uses stray cats, noodles, and tabby sauce. Oh, Lord. Calico casserole. <laughs> That's Tony's Word of the Day. Uh. I'll stop. Jason and Tony. Uh, HuffPost.com collected some funny tweets about bras. <laughs> Just saying bra makes you giggle. Because uh, you're a 12-year-old. I can't help you. It's all them old nursery rhymes we shouldn't have said anyway. Like what? Uh, clap your hands for mammary glands. Oh, those. Okay. Stuff your daddy told you. Yeah, I no, guess. Okay. okay. Yeah. Nursery rhymes, <laughs> truck stops. I don't know who truck raised. Truck stop nursery rhymes. I don't know who raised y'all, but you I know who raised me. You got to write a book, <laughs> truck stop nursery rhymes, man. Yeah. Okay. So uh, these tweets about bras that are supposed to be funny. Uh, uh, ripping off your mask when you get back in the car is the new taking off your bra when you get home. I bet. Um, not that I've ever worn many bras, but well, I, it sure many. feels good to get your mask off. You hadn't worn many. That's what I did, you said. I said <laughs> You hadn't worn many. Uh, Just want to throw it out. Okay, so I got 99 problems, and most of them boil down to this bra. That's a good tweet. Um, I've never been held hostage, but I've gotten trapped in my own sports bra while trying to get undressed. And I, I don't know how y'all do it, ladies. Yeah, I mean, no it, looks, it looks so well, difficult. Well, a sports bra is kind of like a bra bra plus, you know, Chinese handcuffs, elastic. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a... It's watching, crazy. watching, and then, and I don't, I, I don't know if this is just me or if this is all guys. Tony, you answer this. Mm. But watching a woman under her shirt take her bra off and pull it out one of the sleeves. I mean, yeah. it's like you're getting your own personal magic show. It's like Houdini <laughs> showed up, and somehow that works. Yeah, no kidding. I don't you know how that, it happens. That free magic show. That, the women getting their bra off inside their shirts yeah. and the little ships in the bottles. Yeah. How they got those little <laughs> boats in the bottle. I'll always want to know. Jason and Tony. All right, everybody get crisscross applesauce if you can. I mean, and if you can get up afterwards. Well, we're getting to the age now we have to ask that question. You can pop a top button if you have if to. If you have to. Hopefully you've already got elastic pants on. Just the top button. Okay, so uh, pull up close <laughs> to the radio because it's story time. And now... <laughs> Tony Tales with Tony. <laughs> Once upon a time, there was a comet called Hurley's Comet. It was full of space vomit. The space vomit comet was headed straight for the state of California. Oh, no. Which people just said, heck, it's only California. <laughs> but the vomit could splash all the way to Texas. The South saved Texas before, so yeah. we had to do something since Texas was involved. <laughs> Immediately, a smart kid from an SEC college invented a rocket made out of Pepto-Bismol. It just means more. His theory was that the Pepto-Rocket would hit the vomit comet and the Bismol and the Bismol thing would neutralize <laughs> the acid in the vomit of the comet. Wow. NASA prepared the launch site and they counted down. Three, two, one, 
Off went the Pepto-Bismol rocket sailing through the sky. Like a sniper's bullet, it collided into Hurley's Vomit Comet. All right. Yay, cheered the world. Good news was that the comet was destroyed. Good. The bad news was it still rained vomit all over California and a tiny part of Texas. Oh, shucks. The whole country pitched in, though, and we cleaned up that little tiny part of Texas. (laughs) The end. Jason and Tony. Going on in California right this minute. There's a guy walking from Los Angeles to San Francisco. That's about 400 miles. Wow. In a teddy bear costume. Get out of here. Yeah, it's one of those has got the big head, like yeah, a college mascot kind of kind of thing. Man, that's a long way to walk and a hot state to walk across it uh-huh. in. Uh, Jesse is the guy's name. He's 33. I wonder what a poot in a bear suit would on a hot California day. Uh, he goes by the name Bear Son. Uh, like S-U-N, not like bear son, like bear son. Oh, okay. And uh, he wears the teddy bear costume, and he's been camping out. Um, So, like, he's not, like, taking it off and going to a hotel at night. Mm-hmm. He's setting up a tent wherever he's at and out in the woods somewhere, and he's sleeping there. And his wow. teddy bear outfit is his costume. and. <laughs> In the woods, though. What if he's in there in the woods and, like, a female grizzly bear thinks he's hot? Well, I mean, that that would be terrible, but what if he accidentally bought a female outfit costume? Whoa. And then a male bear comes. (laughs) Poor guy, he's not going to stand a chance. Yeah, no kidding. This is Jason and Tony. Uh, We've had all kinds of different shortages due to these uncertain times that we're all in together. (laughs) Yeah, right. And uh, toilet paper's the one we'll all remember for the rest of our lives. Um, It's always the one that's got our back. Hey. Don't ever forget about you, TP. Last week, there was a uh, shortage on uh, ketchup packets. I remember. Well, now, and and this isn't happening here, thank God. Mm. We dodged a bullet on this one. Okay, what is it? The UK is having a shortage of garden gnomes. Garden mm. gnomes? Yeah. Huh. What, how are the, what are they going to do, man? I mean. Well, I guess we're going to have to increase the gnome population and get them to multiplying again. How would you do that? I guess maybe a little berry white, some soft music, candlelight. Huh? Hey, there you. Oh, yeah. Sexy gnome. Sexy gnome. Oh, yeah. It's my garden, said. <laughs> you can call it home. Oh, oh yeah. Gnome. Oh, man. <laughs> See there? You didn't know y'all were going to get dirty gnome talk this, this show, did you? Makes you want to walk past the garden, put your hands over your eyes now, don't it? <laughs> so when a gnome loves another gnome very much, they... Well, their hats get taller. Does is there? <laughs> Jason and Tony. Jason and Tony. Uh huh. The best country lyric ever written. He loves to shake and he loves to prance. He's a country boy in camo yoga pants. That was the best country <laughs> lyric ever written. This. Jason and Tony. I love reading about things where someone gets away with something uh, because of a technicality at work or uh, somehow they got the government in a good one. It's always like high fives to those guys. Yeah, they're some pretty slick thinkers out there. A Taiwanese man came up with a great plan to get paid leave from work. All right, how's that? According to Taiwanese law, 
a person has the right to eight days paid work leave when they get married. Mm-hmm. Well, there was this banker, uh, and uh, he got married right. on April 6th. Okay. And he got eight days of paid leave. Right. On the last day of his eight-day leave, the man divorced his wife, only to marry her again the next day oh. and got another paid leave. He went on to marry the same woman four times and divorce her three times in 37 days for a total of 32 days of paid leave. Wow. Freaking brilliant, dude. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, so he but, figured out that, uh, you know, this is how you do it, but then his, his work figured out what he was trying to oh, do and then refused right. to grant him another eight days of paid leave. Wow. He filed a complaint with the Labor Bureau there, which ruled in uh, his favor. The bank appealed, but the court upheld the ruling and said that while the bank's clerk conduct was unethical, he had not broken the law. Oh, There's so that he, loophole. He is a slick thinker. Yeah, the bank even then had to pay a fine and presumably another eight days of paid vacation for that guy. Dang. He's going to need it, man, yeah. after being married that many times. Right. I mean, you know, because I was married a lot. And I right. bet gifts at your fourth reception suck. Oh, yeah, you're not getting anything on number four. Surely not. I just hope she never discovers she married a loophole. <laughs> Jason and Tony. Iranian state TV network was showing a soccer game, mm-hmm. and but they kept cutting away. Whenever the camera showed a female referee, they uh, cut away from her more than 100 times. Oh, no. What'd she do wrong? Well, her hair was showing. So <gasps> there's that. And she was wearing shorts and long socks, but her knees were exposed. She had exposed knees in public. Oh, my goodness. And that means that, that perverted men can see right. knees. That's right. And I don't know if you've ever seen Iranian lady knees before, but they, well, I see why they got to keep them covered. That's why I get it. That's why they. That's why they have play knees there. <laughs> in the magazine, right, play knees. right. And if you're ever in Iran and lose your husband, guarantee he's at the Nini Club. <laughs> Deja knees, uh-huh. man. It. I mean, Everybody it's bad. Knees. It's bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's bad. So you ain't allowed to show knees over there? Uh, no, I guess not. I, just, I guess it beats me. You ever seen Swedish elbows? <laughs> no, are they good too? Ever I don't saw know. Swedish meatballs. Oh, Tony. This is Jason and Tony. Scientists have figured out how many T-Rexes were here on Earth oh. uh, when T-Rexes were around. Oh, did they? Yeah. Them smart scientists. Them's the same ones that hang all them science pictures at school, y'all. Yeah. Ton- they lied about all that. Tony's one of these weirdos that believes that there's aliens, but not dinosaurs, even though there's been total proof of dinosaurs being here. Doesn't believe that. No. Believes aliens have been here with no proof whatsoever. So I just want you to let you to know where we stand. And we didn't come from monkeys. I don't care what that picture says. So, um, what are they saying about T-Rex? Well, they figured out how many actually lived um, during the time T-Rexes were here, and it was 2.5 billion T-Rexes. And so, But not here all at once. That's over the entire span of the T-Rex dinosaur period. Oh, yeah, because they have the whole thing chronicled in their right. little science journal notes. They said uh, uh, at any given time there was about 20,000 T-Rexes because they needed a pretty good space, 40 square miles to live in. Yeah, they would probably graze, you know, big grazers, yeah. I'll bet you. So it, it, in, the si- area. in the size of the state of um, Texas – Basically, they're saying there could be 3,800 T-Rexes there, which is, you know, still a lot of T-Rexes because they also estimate them to weigh around 
11,500 pounds. Oh, another estimate from these smart science people. They're, I think they're idiots. T-Rexes couldn't even fill out a census form with them little tiny short arms. <laughs> How'd they count? Jason and Tony. Wrapping Monday up. I call that quality time yeah, right there. There's quality time. Quality. You look up, name brand time. And that, that, that's they're it. right there. That's top of the rack. Quality time. I don't care who you are. Y'all have a, a great rest of your day. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Bye. Bye.